Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. We welcome you along on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and much, much more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Now let's get started. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. I'm your handicapped host, James Cox. And my co-host, Rosalie, can't be here today. He apologizes to y'all. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to have a good time with, with me and the band Lilac. So Lilac is a grunge pop band from the music scene of Savannah, Georgia in the USA. A generation raised on early 90s rock metal music. Nice. Uh, they draw influences from bands like Nirvana, STP, and The Breeders. Uh, the band is being fronted by Rock's new, newest power couple. Uh, their, their modern take on grunge and their energetic live performances on stage are causing the buzz around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Lilac. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> good, good. Good. We're How are you? Glad to be good. here. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad you're, you're, that you're here because uh, we tried to get with y'all like last week, but y'all had a bad storm, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was pretty bad. The power kept going off and and all that. And it wasn't it wasn't so bad about it is where we live. We live out in the middle of nowhere like in the woods yeah uh whenever it rains the power goes off and it'll be off for hours and hours and uh anyway it's rock and roll man yeah man that's all we good now it's all good we now. Yeah. and we're like uh yeah we probably should give you a heads up <laughs> yeah. yeah well that i mean i mean i'm i'm going with the flow so you know so it's it's awesome that you uh you know took the time to reach out to me and you know say say that hey man we can't do it today maybe next week I'm like, sure, man. You know, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so your band's name. Okay, so I, I, okay, so one of my best friends, he has a question for you. How do you pronounce your band's name? Is it Lilac or Lilac? Because I tell you uh, something. I, I tell you something. My friend's wife and mom, my, my friend's wife's mom and, and a wife mm-hmm. pronounce it Lilac, Lyla, and that's not right, is it? No, it's it's actually Lilac. Lilac. Uh, okay. Yeah, like like little AKK Lilac. Yeah. L- okay, Lilac. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, well, well, I mean, for for a my lot of point, people do call us Lilac though. But yeah. Yeah. We, well, we are Lilac. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now we know the real pronunciation. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so as I was reading the introduction, uh, y'all were raised on '90s music, just like me, right? Mm-hmm. So 90s, oh, yeah. 90s is my favorite, favorite genre of music ever. I don't think any anything can beat the 90s, you know, rock, rock scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the best. It's it's hard, man. And it, it's like, uh, 
you know, the nineties were the last big movement in rock and roll. Right. You know, it came out of, um, you know, the eighties, uh, glam metal and hair metal. And then bands like Nirvana and Alice in Chains and, uh, Soundgarden, they, they kind of just, you know, blew all the eighties music out the, the water. And then every band after that, you know, basically copied, you know, nineties and, and kind of went into new metal and, uh, yeah, you know when I was in high school, it, it was mainly new metal. It was like Limp Biscuit and Corn, um, uh, Drowning Pool bands like that. Lincoln Park, that's one of Cali's favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah me uh, too. So when when I started music, I, I was really into that stuff. But when I was little, um, I had cousins who were older, who were teenagers during the nineties, and I remember them listening to bands like Alice in Chains and Nirvana and stuff like that. So I, I was exposed to it. Um, I was a little bit older before I really got into it. Right. Um, right. Probably my late teens, actually. Yeah. But um, I just connect with it a lot better than any other genre. Right. That and pop. I love pop, too. Yeah, pop Pop is a, is a very confusing genre, too, because sometimes I love I love music from the pop world. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, really? This is it? This is, you know, this is the best y'all can do? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it, it's it's a mixture, but, but every, it seems like every 90s band I, I absolutely love, you know, like you said, the bands like, like Soundgarden and, and the Rhino Program and, and STP, you know, they're, they're amazing bands, you know. So. Right. Well, you know, to me, those albums were just the, some of the best albums ever made. You right. know, you can listen to them from front to back, and and they're awesome. Me and Callie, we we have um, an STP album that we listen to a lot. We listen to the uh, Allison Chains Dirt album, which yeah. was a great album. Pearl Jam. I mean, they're they're just all great, man. Right. You just relax put your CD on and just zone out, right. go, go through the story. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to a previous interview with y'all, and I don't think the the younger James could get along with the younger Kirk because the younger Kirk, the, uh, I, just from your words, uh, you did not like Nirvana when you first heard him. Am I correct about that? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't like didn't, them that much. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but uh, but some someone let me borrow. Um, I think it was the Lights Out box set. Yes, yes, yeah. And it had I don't know maybe forty Nirvana songs, like the underground stuff. Right. And man, I listened to it over and over and over, and then I I got it, and I was like. I can relate to the the sarcasm yeah, of Nirvana. Right. The, yeah. the punk side of Nirvana is what I really like. The the mainstream stuff, like the radio music, is is good, but it's like the deeper tracks that that I'm really into right. that I draw influence into my music with. Yeah. yeah. So with with all of the nineties, the nineties bands, who would be your number one like go to band from from the nineties? Um, let's see. Well, Allison, I love Allison Chains. Right, yeah. And that's probably, yeah. 
them isn't it's a cross between Alice and Chains and and Soundgarden. Man, those two, yeah. Bands. yeah. Soundgarden does it, dude. You know, Soundgarden like destroying them all. You know, so I think that uh, that that Soundgarden had a better sound in Nirvana because it sounded like Nirvana was was very, um, like you said, uh, very. Um, um, I don't know what kind of punk. Yeah, they're, they're more like a garage band, right? Yeah, um, yeah sound. sound- and Soundgarden had it all together, you know. They they, they missed really really well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. How about you, Kelly? Um, I mean, I I love Nirvana. Yeah. I I mean, I, I really do love Nirvana. Um. Now I I I love '90s music, but like Kurt was saying, like I loved uh, a lot of my influence growing up was like Offspring and Linkin Park, and then I also um. I love, um, you know, uh, Stevie Nicks, you know, I really love Fleetwood Mac. So I love, I like to gravitate towards different genres. I love the grunge, the nineties grunge, but I love like a little bit of everything. Right. Right. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, speaking of offspring, um, I noticed on, on either Instagram or, or Facebook, uh, they liked one of your, one of your videos. You know, I know that was, so that was cool. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. So, 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 did they reach out to you or just, 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 just like your video? No, they just liked it. Okay, yeah, and I saw the notification. I was like, no way. Is this the, yeah. and I, <laughs> I clicked on their page just to see if it was like legit. Yeah, because I didn't, you know, I don't know if it was like a fake profile or something. Right. I was like, this is real profiles. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and it was official. You know, we've been lucky about stuff like that. Like, um, you know, Mackie, the brand, yeah. uh, like mixers and, and sound equipment. Um, they shared my picture on Instagram and yeah. liked a few of my photos. And they sent me a, a mixer. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, she wanted a Mackie mixer want- that, that's wow. like worth like 500 bucks or 600 bucks. Wow, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So, uh, Callie, uh, good old Captain Kirk, uh, took you from California all the way over to Alabama, no, Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and uh, and that's when he taught you how to play the bass, correct? Yes. Yes. So, did you always want to play the bass, or did you like, 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 was that like your first? Your first instrument that you that you just picked up and, and learned and then transitioned to guitar. Actually, I had never thought about playing bass. Um, when Kirk and I were talking about uh, starting the band together, originally I wanted to start out in guitar, and um, you know, just learning the, the beginning steps of everything and building those calluses and getting the rhythm right and and um and all of that i guess kirk felt you know let's start you out on bass it might be a little bit easier and um he said you know it's e- bass is kind of like the easiest to learn but the hardest to master so um that's kind of where i started and i i really enjoy bass um i love you know being able to go along with the drums and and the same tempo and just um I feel like the bass is like the heartbeat. Right. Um, 
but I love to be able to be on my guitar because it lets me loose to be able to just jump around and, and kind of be free and not crazy. Right. Where I feel like when I'm on bass, I'm a little bit like I have to a little bit more limited. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I mean, bass is four strings and you have a little bit more uh, freedom with the guitar, you know, and you get to play awesome Kirk, Kirk uh, Cobain riffs too. <laughs> so that's always a plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about your band. Um, you are a four-piece band. Well, five-piece now. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so let's talk about uh, Johnny Coverdin and Zach Young. Um, so how did you define them? And uh, I feel to add something special to your band. So for, my first question is, how did you come about to find these, these uh, uh, musicians? All right. So I, um, I have a food wagon. And I sell uh, barbecue and hot dogs and stuff Hell like yeah. that. Good stuff. <laughs> I was set up at a Dollar General. And uh, anyway, Johnny worked for a phone company. And uh, anyway, he stopped in and got some food. And we were talking. And uh, we started talking about music. I think I had an acoustic guitar there. And I was kind of just jamming back in the back. And then whenever people walk up, then I'd serve them food. Um, so we started talking about music and turns out he played and, um, and he, he left and then I, I checked my money box. He didn't pay me. Oh no. So, yeah. So I gave him food. He didn't pay me. So I, I knew where he worked yeah. cause he told me, so I called his work and I told him like, Hey, this guy, I can't remember his name, but you know, he came by and bought some food and, uh, he said he does this there at the company. It's like, oh, you must be talking about Johnny. He's not here yet. And uh, anyway, so the next day he came back and gave me my money and all that. Um, but we, you know, we just decided to get together and jam. And, and then we started talking about getting together and, and doing the band thing yeah. and moving Cali to guitar and, and him on bass. And uh, oh. it just, it went from there. And then we, started trying out drummers we went through 12 drummers before we found zach Ooh, okay and um zach's in a band called red eye um they're a metal band and they're like really underground um but i came across some videos of him playing and just the energy that he had that i saw in those videos that was exactly what we we're looking for right and you know, to me, a, a good rock drummer, it's not about how much you can play and, like, the technical things. It's about the energy, you know, just yeah. having a solid, you know, beat going on. To You know, to me, simple is better. Right. And, uh, yes. Right. So, I, you know, I gave Zach, like, three songs, and I gave him, like, two days. No, actually, it was five songs. And I told him, I was like, all right, we're going to try you out in two days. And he came and he had all five of his songs nice. done. Nice. And energy was right. felt right. And mind you, we're doing this all at a friend's shed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah the, <laughs> and the neighbors, they were all, you know, like super country, you know, redneck type and, and all that. They hated our music. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were. They would call and complain all the time. Yeah. But, uh, 
anyway, yeah, it, it was fun times, man. But that that's kind of history. Zach's a, a caveman. Yeah. Like he's just he's like um what's his name? The Muppets animal. Uh, animal. He's yeah. like animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. So I I take it the uh, the uh, the other eleven drummers that you tried out before you, y'all really didn't have a have a good chemistry with, or 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 were they not as as uh, a- active as as um as Zach? It's just hard to explain. It's like when you know, you know. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, well, you know, most were like jazz musicians or like. Uh, metal musicians where they played too much um, and you know some were arrogant and didn't want to listen you know if I suggested you know certain things and yeah. and, and then some were, some were good but that yeah. just weren't right for us and I yeah. think that's, that's where like you know where the chemistry is good um, and that's where we knew straight away like I think this is our guy because you know we we when we're jamming i mean it's not so much when we're talking it's just when we're playing that's when you know yeah how it feels it, it's like the spirit there's a, a spirit when we play right and it um, yeah you know it, it, it's just something special that happens when we play together it just feels right right and uh zach is someone that you know he he's willing to learn yes he's very humble about his playing Right. And, um, you know, I mean, that that that's a big thing because some people get pissed off if you say, all right, I want you to play this. And and Zach, I can come up behind him and beat on his back. And I'm like, all right, this is the beat to the song. And he'll just go with it. Wow. You know? Okay. Just to go. Yeah. 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 And, it's, and it's also good, too, because uh, – Cause, cause I'm sure he gives feedback to you too, and 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 y'all just switch back and forth. Hey, how about this? And no, I don't like that. How about this? Right. So it's not like a like like the dictatorship. It's more like a helping, you know. Yeah, yeah we kind of the, the the way I kind of explain it is like, all right, I'll I'll give you the skeleton yeah. of the song, which is like the bones of the song. Mm-hmm. But I You're basically like the director. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then he then he adds the like the flesh to it, the meat and the flesh. <laughs> that, that, that's probably a bad analogy. Yeah, that's all, that's but, awesome. That's an awesome <laughs> analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, all right, all right, like this is a basic beat, but make it your own. Like right. that's that's what I always tell him. Yeah. And if, if it doesn't sound right. I'll definitely tell him. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because you're the captain of the ship, right? And and Callie's the general. I mean, come on. Captain yeah, exactly. yeah there, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But um, most importantly, did Johnny ever pay you for the food? <laughs> the what? Or, did Johnny pay yeah, yeah, he, he did. Yes. He gave me some money back. Yeah, he, he got you know, that. stitches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's good because, you know, I don't want him to – to take like payment plans or something, you know, you pay, you, you know, play for us and get you send to work, work your dad off, you know, that'd be awesome. So, right. Well, that's probably the reason why he joined the band. He just felt bad about walking <laughs> away with the plane. Right. Yeah. So what happened when you gave him, he gave you the money back and then, and then y'all were decided to play the guitar. Yeah. He did. I invited him in the, the food truck and he like started playing my guitar. I'm like, Hey man, you want to yeah. come over and play? 
and able to do oh, it. You got a band and everything, so. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, I have a bass guitar you can play. Yeah. Everybody has their own personality in the band, and 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 Johnny is somebody. He he's more. He has a dry humor. And he's very sarcastic, and then Zach is just like you know whatever, and then me I'd, i don't know how would you explain goofy just goofy yeah i'm very goofy right and then callie's you know goofy, goofy too i don't know and well, me sometimes huh? i mean <laughs> nah, she's all right she's cool she's cool um so <laughs> yeah. pretty much what you said is we're gonna kill each other when we go on tour oh yeah well i, <laughs> I, I, I imagine <laughs> i imagine being on tour has some um uh, fallbacks, you know. I mean, because cause when you're on tour, you're you're getting tired at the end of the tour, and everybody's up, you know, upset and a little bit angry at something. So, so it, so the band is like, do, do the bands like take care of each other on the road, or or like is there uh, uh, discrepancies between between uh, the bands sometimes? Where it's kind of like we're like family, like you get annoyed at each other like brother and sister and and have your little tiffs and you know you're you're gonna get annoyed by something by somebody but then you get over it and you're just like whatever yeah yeah Yeah. and you know the relationship with other bands it it depends the the majority of of bands now like they're very supportive of each other um, like we went on our first tour in Florida right before COVID closed everything down. Well, we got to the first venue on that tour. It was like a, you know, a three or four day tour. And, um, our van broke and the, mm. uh, water pump messed up. Well, we, we spent all our money going down there. Right. And, uh, you know, we had to go to the next town from uh, where were we? Orlando, Orlando yeah. to Jacksonville was the next day. And we we're staying in a hotel. We we're like an hour away from the hotel. We had to play in like a couple hours and we were broke down. Yeah, we, so but we broke down at the venue. So that was lucky. But once everyone got yeah. word about it there, we were playing with a band called Flaw. Um, they were big during the mid 2000s i think like they toured with corn and uh drowning pool and people like that um but anyway everybody uh there at the the venue like they once they announced what was going on they bought all of our merchandise they donated money it was super um, nice yeah it was oh, wow. super super and and supportive of them and then we were able to have a mobile mechanic come in and, and fix yeah, our car yeah it was like out of nowhere oh, just a mechanic and I'm like wow this is amazing I, yeah. I didn't even know this existed man right yeah <laughs> like, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool yeah uh, so on February 12th 2021 uh, you made an announcement on your Facebook account which is facebook.com slash blue band um, in which you announced a new member Mr. Adam Anderson on the keyboard, right? So, did you right. did you all feel the need that it, that it's time to bring another another member in, maybe play the because um, because he's a keyboardist? Well, um, what came about was uh, Kurt wrote a song called "Problems," and that was kind of our 
our entryway to adding synth into our mix. Right. And so from that song, um, we kind of dabbled into a couple of other songs. And so we started thinking, well, let's try this out live. So we had Adam come to a couple shows with us and, and play with us. And so from there, we're like, well, you know, it feels only right. And he's, he's been coming to the shows with us. Um, been super supportive of Lilac from the get go. Um, just, and selling our merch and stuff. He, so he was like a, a number one fan or like groupie, right? Who came yeah. to us yeah. and friend. So it it so was it all felt natural. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you know we're recording an EP. We're actually gonna release it later on in the year. Uh, right. We did like a soft release, but we ended up pulling it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. December is a really bad time because most of the charts are like closed down and and uh like playlisters and and stuff like that uh so we're we're gonna try to hype it up a little bit more and do some music videos for it um but we thought that you know i got out there in the bus and like i'd i'd be out there till like three or four o'clock in the morning just playing around with the the keyboard like synth sounds and um like i was saying i i'd like a lot of like pop or more like indie pop okay uh, and you know, I'm like, well, we have the grunge sound and I love grunge music, but I also love this indie pop, you know, like MGMT and bands like that. Um, I was like, how can I mesh these two genres together to have something that represents both genres of, of what we love. And, um, you know, it kind of adds a, a new element to the music. It makes it fresh. Yeah, we're yeah. reminiscent of the 90s, but we also have this new element added in. Um, kind of like our own sound, but it's not like too much of, of either of either one, because I don't think it's good to over-dominate. Um, right, right. So it's Grunge pop. No, yes. no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't go that far, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that wow. um, so, uh, can you all describe your your favorite and least favorite part about being a musician? Whether it's like whether y'all had a real bad, um, real bad live performance or stuff that breaks down or equipment that's not working or like what is your what is your favorite thing about being a musician? And your least favorite. Okay. Well, my, my favorite thing is, is, um, just being able to express myself through music and sharing that energy with people and connecting that. That's probably my, my favorite thing. Um, my least favorite is carrying stuff. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Carrying stuff, but (laughs) I guess that that's how it work out. There you go. Yeah. 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 How about you, Kelly? Um, my favorite thing is um, being able to express yourself. It's a great outlet and um, being able to show that creative side and connect with people. Um, and then the thing that I, I think that scares me the most with music is being vulnerable. Um, I have really like bad anxiety so just even being able to be on stage and stuff is just um overcoming that is is like for me is uh, 
is awesome to right. be able to do that. So um, being able, but I don't know. Yeah. So wasn't it, what's your least favorite? That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. I, I kind of, I take that, what she's talking about and that that's kind of what fuels the energy is, is you take that nervous energy and then you convert it right. into, you know, rock and roll energy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. But it, it, it's definitely adrenaline. You yeah. Know, right. That, that, yeah. What, what was the, the song? Was it Van Halen? No, it wasn't Van Halen. Who, who was the band? They had a, a song that was about being a adrenaline junkie. Um. Oh gosh, Motley Crue. Oh yeah. Well, they're always hyped up on something, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. I always, always vision rock and roll is like something that you tap into. It's like this rebellious, um, energy or the spirit that you tap into, and then you you're part of it, and it's part of you, and it just comes. Up. I know that sounds weird. Yeah. Right. But it's it's what I do when I get on stage. I I feel more like myself on stage than I do in everyday life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's the only place I can be myself and and feel normal, so to speak. Right. Well, I I strongly believe that music can do everything. Whether it's you know cure, uh, help you with depression, anxiety, like Kelly was mentioning. And um, yeah, just just be yourself, you know. Because with music, it 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 doesn't judge anybody, you know. Music comes from the soul, you know. So I think that's a really powerful thing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you mentioned Molly Crew, so did you did you all see the Netflix um, documentary? It's called the the Dirt. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> wild, dude. That's that's, wild, uh, yeah. That's oh my god. Someone just thought that they did, you know. Of course, it's all kind of fabricated too. So. You know. Yeah, well, actually, they they said that uh, it it was actually worse in real life. Like they, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had to <laughs> they, they had to dub it down for TV, you know. So, <laughs> right. yeah, um, but you know, rock and roll is not like well, some of it's not like that. No, no, it, no, it's, yeah. I remember seeing a a video of um, an interview of Chris Cornell, and he was talking about whenever they first hit it big like people would come backstage and they would expect like drugs everywhere and women and and stuff like that yeah and they were just back there like reading books and <laughs> talking out. about yeah and stuff yeah yeah, that's yeah. And, you know it, it, during the 80s it was kind of like the thing to do you oh, yeah. had to have yeah. drugs. you had to have women mm. you had to have fast cars and money lying around um you know, and I think uh, Guns of Roses, I actually like Guns of Roses, man. Yeah, they're so, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was sadly disappointed in their Chinese democracy. I mean. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so you wait 20 years to release an album. And, and then it like, flops, it's, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> but see, the, the thing is, is like Axel was known for like, you know, the voice that he had back then yeah and like he kind of changed it up for this album right and i think he just thought too much sometimes you just have to go in there and yeah. record what you got like the the raw energy and let it go 
Yeah. Like, don't spend much time on it. Right. I, Especially I, not years. Right, yeah. And and um, I don't know if you heard that uh, that Limbiscuit came up with album, but they released it somewhere online and nobody can find it. So that's that's kind of bad bad move on your bad move on your end, you know? Because why 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 release an album online somewhere and not tell anybody that it's out there? Yeah, you know that's well. Yeah, I didn't even know about that album, so that tells yeah. you something. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called something like the Elephant something. You you'll you'll have to look it up. It's it's it has a wild title, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. So um. So, which skills have you and 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 uh, Kelly gained that helped you perform efficiently as a musician? Um, probably like the, I think with us as a band, our showmanship, our confidence. Um, you know, since we've been playing more shows together, I think we're kind of like in this role now where or this flow where we feel comfortable together and, and, um, just being able to, you know, show that on stage. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause if, if, if you look at us when we first started compared to now, like, yeah, I mean, we were just like standing just there stiff, and it felt like we were like really moving around. Yeah. yeah. But it, you know, you look at video like, Oh my God, they're just like, standing so there. Stiff. <laughs> yeah. Just standing there. But, you know, I, now it helps me, like, keep time, like, jumping around, you know, with with the guitar and, and stuff like that. And I, what that I learned crazy, yeah, <laughs> what I learned is it's not so much about how well you play. It's about whether or not the people out in the audience believe what you're doing. Right. Yes. But, if you don't believe in what you're doing and if you're not given 110%, they're not going to care. They're not going to believe it. So, or more so if you don't care, they're not going to care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, when we go out there, we lay it all out on the table. We mean what we do and we're just there to rock, man. We're, we want to be the biggest rock band in the world. Well, we're part of them. I mean, like we're, we're I mean, we love, rock music we're fans, we're, we're fans too yeah. you know we go yeah. to rock, rock shows all the time so i mean you know we want to jump around too so we we try to give what what we would want right right well well i, I feel like now it, now um it's a time for uh, music mo- more more so than ever because you have this covid virus um you know going worldwide and i think it's almost over hopefully um but what kept me sane was was uh, virtual concerts. So I've been to two so far. Right. Um, I've been to Demon Hunter and Avatar, and they're great. Have Have you all ever ha, Have you all experienced any virtual concerts during this time? Yeah, a few. We actually yeah. we played. Um, what was the name of the quarantine concerts from uh, Tybee Island? Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> That was fun, but it, it it was weird going and 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 playing and not having an audience because we normally feed off of the audience, right? Yeah, which we we still had energy, but it was just weird because there were two camera guys and and we were just rocking out for the camera guys. Yeah. <laughs> so like putting some potato sacks in the seats or something. Yeah, right, yeah, to make sure you know, pretend pretend fans are yeah because I get it because uh, yeah. uh, when you go to a live show you expect 
the audience to get back from you, and and if you don't have the audience with there, you're like, okay, well, I hope they like it because I can't see them because they're right there in the you know over in the in the yeah. lens, and you're like, oh, am I doing this right? You know, so I get it. You know, <laughs> I, I I totally get it. Right, because you you kind of you feed off of them, but you also like you take cues from people. You know, I always make eye contact with different people, and I kind of read like whether they're into what we're doing. And, I can't look at people in the eyes. You can't. But that's, <laughs> that's what I do. Like I, I pick certain people, and like I'll, I'll look He's at so them weird. like, "Are you into this?" Music? But <laughs> listen to me. Yeah. Listen yeah. to me. Well, uh, I, I, I guess that's, uh, yeah, because that's kind of weird too. Because I, on one hand, that's a good thing to connect with the audience, but uh, on the other, it's like I don't find this right, you know. And and Callie was talking about anxiety, like getting up on stage. My anxiety is off stage. Oh, okay. So you have the opposite of her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's like you know. I feel like a, a clown when I'm on stage, but I feel like myself. But in everyday life, it, it's a little bit harder. Right. Um, you know, that I know that probably doesn't make any sense. It, it's like the opposite of most people. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes total sense, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, everybody is different. So, you know, you, you're you more music-influenced than, say, uh, Callie, right? You know, I mean, I mean, I, I think that she's more of like a people person outside of the stage and you're more like a stage man, you know? So, yeah, well, some, sometimes I have to look at everyday life like that, especially in, in business with the, uh, the food truck and all that. Right. And you always have to market and sell yourself. Well, I don't know. Like when I did acting and when I did acting, it was different. And I think that's just because, like, you know, you're playing a character and you're, you know, you're pretending to be somebody else. But when you're singing, it's like. It's you. It's yeah. you. You know, you're, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. You're, you know, and, and I think that's that's more where, you know, you get. But I, I've, I think now compared to I, what I was saying was, you know, compared to the beginning to now, I think I've come a long way. Right, right, and I'm glad you did. You know, that's that's awesome that you know that you overcame it. You know, um, yeah, because I think a lot of people get stage fright. Yeah, 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 they do. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. so I was on your YouTube channel and I found your videos fantastic, all of them. Uh. So, um. So, how do you know which which songs warrant a video, or or do they just speak out to you, like like this this needs to be. A, a, come across like on a video oh you you mean um which songs we we pick to have the videos for yeah like uh like like what what was it about the song that you said this needs to be a video oh uh well i know um those songs were probably the the songs that get like the the biggest responses okay when we play and especially early on we were kind of like oh we know that you know everybody loves prep rally everybody loves here today uh everybody loves rain Mm -hmm. so we're like we'll take those three singles and and you know do a music video for for each one we actually did a music video for here today Mm -hmm. back in february last year 
like right before everything shut down. Yeah. Um, but we weren't satisfied with it and mm. we we're going to go back and, and redo some parts and, and then COVID just closed down Together, everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. To get all but then in, in the middle of summer and then we did rain, Yeah. you know, but it was outdoors and, you know, we, we kind of learned more about COVID and, and safety at, at first, like everything was closed down. Man. Yeah. We stayed right. at home. Yeah. Like I, I remember like right before they shut everything down, I went and bought like $300 worth of groceries, like, you know, ramen noodles and stuff like that. I thought it was an apocalypse, man. Oh yeah. No, like, everybody world. did. Yeah. Cause they were like, what's yeah. going on? You know, they're shutting down like work and stores down, you know, it's like, what, where am I going to go for this and that? You know? So everybody, I guess everybody freaked out more than they should really. Cause I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, you know? I, I have a theory about that, man, and, and I'm not a scientist or anything like that. But if you think about virology and how that works, you know how they say, well, if you catch it, my mom had it like, you know, a month and a half ago. And I was around her every we We were both around her every day. Yeah. You know, even after she got diagnosed and, and we're in quarantine. Well, we never did catch it and we got tested. Callie got tested twice. Yeah, I um, But th- this is my deal about that, man. It's like, well, if you catch it, well, you're immune, but they say wear a mask. Right. But if you wear a mask, then over time, because you're not still exposed to it, well, you lose immunity after a few months. But if you are exposed to it constantly you are constantly building your immunity so your your body is constantly fighting it so okay. you you gain the herd immunity so it makes sense after you have it you're not gonna you're not contagious you know after that after you have it your body just fights it you won't get it again unless you're wearing a mask and lose immunity so if you if you have it and then you don't wear a mask well you're constantly fighting it you know, because you're around people who might have it. So you're not going to catch it again. And I feel like if everybody does that, then you gain herd immunity, but the people who are vulnerable, uh, should, you know, take the precautions and, and be safe and everything. My, my mother was one of the, um, you know, people who were like high risk. She used to, she had cancer and went through treatments. Her immunity is really, really bad and all that. Um, we don't even know how she got it. You know, she could have got it going to a store. She always wears a mask and, and, you know, sanitizes and, and all that. And, um, you know, when I was going to stores and stuff like that, I'd always put on a mask because I didn't want to bring it home to her. Yeah. And, um, but she she called it anyway, and uh, she was able to get the new antibody treatment right, right. Uh, that the president had had, and uh, it was like brand new. Like only one other person had it at that hospital, and uh, she she was super lucky and blessed, man, that that yeah. she had that. And within like three days, she she got better after having that. Well, I'm glad, man. Yeah, that's that's very cool, you know. Uh, so on a Friday, January 29th, 2021, uh, you had a show at the Purple Buffalo in Charleston, South Carolina. Almost, yes. Yeah. Almost near me because <laughs> I live in Columbia, you know? So that's almost near me. Uh, oh. 
So, so what was the atmosphere like? Uh, was it Austin and in the in front of Picard again, or like was there like a little bit of people, or like was there like a like a whole whole room? Full? Actually, it, it, it there was, was a lot of people. Yeah, it was packed. Uh, Shim creeps. Um, they're I I love them. They're they're pretty awesome. They're you know I love punk too. I I didn't mention that. Like right. I, you know I really love that punk rock. Yeah, but yeah it. it we love Charleston, man. That is like our second home. Yeah. So yeah. it's like we were getting shows in Charleston before we ever got a chance in Savannah. Like, you know, nobody would book us in Savannah. but Except we, the wormhole. Yeah. Except, well, the wormhole eventually. But, like, you know, it took months to get shows right. in Savannah. Yeah. Man. But uh, yeah, we love Charleston, and it it feels good because every time we go to Charleston, people sing our songs back to us. <laughs> nice, that's always a good feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, what is that sound? Like, I thought it was coming <laughs> over the PA, like some weird effect. Yeah, and then like once I started realizing, I'm like, they're singing with us. Like, it's how like, do they know? Our yes, songs? yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. It gives you goosebumps. Right. right. Um, Obvious Liars. That That's one of our favorite bands and some of our friends. Um, they're pretty awesome. We play with them all the time. Um, I think I read a, like a Facebook um, post that you did that, that Obvious Liars did a cover song of yours, right? Yeah. 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 The, the, yeah right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that felt good too for, for somebody to. To, to really like your song and you know do, do it in in their perspective way you know wow, yeah yeah, it was, yeah it, a great job yeah, yeah I, I made a joke i told them we were gonna do a cover of their cover of our song <laughs> right i was like yeah. man this is so much better yeah but it, you know it was just different and it, it was really good and and they got down during the like the bridge of the song and then callie sang that part you know okay. she was all and, and they just put the mic out there. It, it was cool, man. Nice. And the thing is, is like they announced it, but I didn't understand what they said. It just sounded like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear the riff, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's ours. <laughs> like, yeah. What is it? And they start singing, and I'm like, ah, that's our song. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay, so I got two more questions for y'all, and then I'll I'll, I'll let you go, because I know it's getting late where you are. Um, so listening to the songs here today and Prep Rally, uh, it, it magically, it instantly brought me back to the 90s. Um, did it, did, was your attention to, 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 um, to make 90s-esque um, themed music, or did it just work out that way? It just, it it works out that way, but I, I knew that, um, you know, prep rally sounds so grungy. Right. I wanted, uh, with the music video pay respects to that. So, right. it, you know, that's basically what I told the videographer and whenever I built the stage, I'm like, I want it to pay respects to our influences so right. it, it's very nirvana and very mm. underground and crunchy mm. um here today i mean it just it is what it is i thought it was a cool riff i <laughs> kind of the way i write I'll, I'll just play with the guitar like i have a mood like going on and i'll just pick out notes until it just sounds right 
and then the the story comes later but it, it's like the the music melody then lyrics yeah um and rain was more of a you know if, if you think back to music like creed um like the early 2000s right. stuff like that so the musically it's very similar <clears throat> to music like that um and callie was perfect for singing that song um she has a beautiful voice it's very intimate it's an intimate song right Um, so it it fit perfect she was able to take it somewhere i couldn't and it just sounded like creed when i sang it oh no yeah yeah Yeah. she turned she turned the song into her song really you know and that's that's you know (laughs) so um yeah so uh listening to to to, to the song prayer Barrel instantly reminded me of of um of uh inspiration from bush i love bush with well i I mean i'm a bush yeah so i instantly that instantly reminded me of bush and i'm like i gotta ask him you know about that song and whether he got some inspiration from the 90s music you know drawing around that one so yeah, yeah they're all they're all great songs so yeah yeah Bush is a very underrated band yes they in are my opinion yeah. in the 90s yeah. they're really good i mean gavin's voice is so good man the, really the songs is. are good right um which it, it, you know you can't really say it's grunge even though it's grunge influence well i guess it's kind of just grunge as we are i think right. it is grunge but they were well, well see, I, they were from the UK. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. But I think they came out at the same time Nirvana and Sargon and then didn't they? Yeah. You know, and yeah, was it was whole, just, yeah. It was just that, that sound. It well it, it's kinda like S T P Yeah. You know, they got a lot of flack because they were from LA and not from Seattle and you right. know, they said they were a, a rip off band and, and all that. It doesn't matter, man. It's like the the sound of the time, and uh, well, they were just Seattle. a great band. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're just as much grunge as we are grunge, right? Right. You know, we we just take from that influence, right? It's just a location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Seattle started gr- the whole grunge thing with um with Nirvana. You know, so it, right. it totally wiped out the uh, the eighties hair hair metal man hair metal bands, you know, which, which I love to death. You know, I mean, I could talk for hours about the eighties metal band, you know, genre, you know, priest and Metallica and I don't know. It's just all, just all great stuff, you know? So, uh, our last question for y'all is, um, so, so I named this podcast when words fail music speaks. And I think that can't be truer than, than what I just said. Um, so, is there one particular song that remind that that you can hear, and that you can't really explain to me or Kelly or or Kelly to to uh, to Kirk? Like, cause there's like one song that that, that I'll share with you so that y'all y'all can think about it. Uh, one song that really moves me and uh, makes me cheer up sometimes is uh, "Talladega" by uh, Eric Church. And there's mm-hmm. something about that song that I just can't relate to to anybody you know it means so much to me that i can't explain it uh do you all have a song like that yeah yeah like you know 
what one of our songs or, or someone else's any song, song. A- any song that really moves you yeah well to me uh cold desert by kings of leon okay um it just you know when i mean it's like you, the name of the podcast man it's like you know things that i can't say in person right to someone you feel it in here and the song just says how you feel. Yeah. Um, that That's the song, man. Yeah. Uh, there's a line in there. And it, it's, a, it's a horrible thing to to say this because I, I know it's not true, but there's a line in there that says, uh, Jesus don't love me. I never had anyone carry my load. And that even though as a Christian, I know that's not true. I know that God is love and and Jesus loves me, but there's something inside of me that, that feels like I'm just not good enough. And, um, you know, that, that speech, I can't just say that. Right. Right. Yeah. But that song says that, and that's how I feel. I mean, the whole song, you gotta listen to it and read the lyrics. Oh yeah. It's really, I'll send you the link. Yeah, please do. Great. Please do. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? Uh, Runaway by Linkin Park. Okay. That's um just a song that it's just like one of those things, you know, with songs, it's like it kind of brings you back to a memory. Um and like it just that's just a song that brings me back to a time and um whenever um I feel like I need to. I put on and I want to feel happy. I like listen to that song. I love that song. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely check out both of the new songs because it means so much to you. And I'm always looking for new music, you know, because I'm, because I'm, because music to me is like, it's like, um, you know, words of encouragement, you know, because like I said, it doesn't argue with you, it doesn't judge you. You know, and, and I and I still think to this day, music is a powerful thing. If 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 everybody listened to music, you know, you know what a better world we would live in. You know, than than what it is right now. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, but I do thank you all very much um, for coming on, and I'm you know. So I'm, thank so, you so much for asking us. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was awesome meeting you, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I know we've been talking about this interview. Yeah. For, yeah. We have, but you know, but I, but I know the weather is you know un, unpredictable, so we got it. <laughs> we got it. I know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, thank you all very much again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank, well, you, thank so you so much, James. Much.